Howdy, hey, and howdy to all of you hoes. It's Emma Claire, Midwest Emma, and I'm back with another episode of the Spicy Accountant Podcast. It is officially the second week of January, so happy new year. I hope 2022 is treating you well, and if it's not, it's only the second week, so things can always get better. And I know the new year brings around a time that we're setting goals like I talked about in the last podcast. And for a lot of people who listen to my podcast, those goals are based on your business, your spicy accountant business, your porn career. So today I'm going to be talking about something that's kind of taboo in our industry, actually kind of taboo in all of society, and that is money. Talking about money is something that is super private for a lot of people, and I think it's just kind of been that way since forever. Some people are really open with their income, and some people, you will never know how much money they make, how much is in their savings, or what they do with their money, and that's totally fine. Money is 100% personal, but for me and my page, my social media accounts, I've always been pretty open. I talk about my income, and the reason I talk about my income is because when I first started my OnlyFans in June of 2020, the way that I learned about OnlyFans was watching YouTube videos. So I would just go onto YouTube and search OnlyFans tips and tricks, OnlyFans advice, how to do OnlyFans, and I would watch hundreds of videos that other OnlyFans creators were making and talking about their income. A lot of YouTubers, especially the famous ones, will bring up their income to obviously show their success in order to kind of um, validate their advice. And by watching those videos, I loved it. I loved seeing how much potentially I could make, how much other creators were making, how they were making that money. And I loved seeing and hearing those experiences. And I can't remember when I started YouTube. Sometime in the fall of 2020, I started YouTube and I wanted to share my experience. And at first I was a little bit scared to share my income, like the exact numbers, because I was fearful that maybe I would fail. Maybe I would start making YouTube videos and then I wouldn't be successful and I would have to share that I wasn't successful. And that was something that made me really kind of vulnerable. I didn't want to fail. That is something I do not like to do. And so when I was sharing my income, it kind of helped motivate me to keep doing better because I was sharing it. I didn't want to all of a sudden dive off of a cliff and make no money and have to come back and be like, yeah, nothing I'm doing is working, which isn't a bad thing. There are always high months and there's always low months and not every month will you beat the last month, but that can be a great goal. And so I kept that in mind when I started sharing my experience. I knew that I was going to share the good and I was going to share the bad. And that can be kind of taboo. And a lot of people will thank me for sharing my income. And then a lot of people will hate me for sharing my income. The people who thank me are people who are kind of like me, who love hearing the experiences. They want to see, they want to be inspired. They want to know what you could potentially make on the platform. And the people who hate me are people who um, don't like talking about money. They find it taboo. They find it, uh, maybe they were raised that it's inappropriate to talk about money. Or maybe they just hate seeing other people successful. And that's just the two sides of sharing my income. There are people who love it and there are people who hate it. And 
I almost stopped sharing my income at one point because of the amount of hate I was receiving on TikTok and Twitter. But then I saw Beck Mill, who is a huge creator. I saw she tweeted one time this summer and said something about the reason I share my income is for advertisement. I do not care what you think about how much money I make or if you think I'm bragging. I am proving that my page is successful. People purchase my content and my content is high quality content. And that kind of really stuck with me. When I share my income, not only is it to inspire and encourage other girls, but it's to prove and to show and to advertise to future male um, subscribers that, hey, my page is really successful. I have X amount of subscribers. I make X amount of dollars. Obviously, my porn is really good because I am one of the highest earning creators on the platform. And that is kind of what stuck with me ever since seeing Beck Mill post that. And so I've stuck with it too, because people are going to love you and hate you for everything you post. So might as well profit off of it. And so another thing I want to talk about is people who talk about their income in a negative way. So like I said, I use um, my income for advertisement. I show how much I make in a quarter to prove that my content is good. Another thing that could be a negative advertisement are the creators who are tweeting bad things. So occasionally I will see some some creators and they're even some huge creators with half a million followers on Twitter and they will tweet things like, oh my God, all of my subscribers are leaving. I'm making no money. This has been my worst month on OnlyFans ever. Nobody tips me. Just this really negative stuff. And I'm not saying those things are bad. There may be days that you don't get tips. There may be months that you don't get tips, but you shouldn't be putting it on your social media. Or at least from my perspective, I don't think you should. Because if I was a random follower on somebody's page and I saw them tweeting, oh my God, my page is doing really bad, I'm obviously not going to subscribe. That is bad advertisement. That is negative advertisement. That is telling people, hey, do not subscribe to me because my page must be terrible. Even if their page isn't terrible, because they're tweeting about their subscribers leaving, that's what I'm going to assume. So that's, yeah, I don't know how else to say it. You're totally free to tweet whatever you want. People can rant on Twitter. Twitter is a great place to rant and talk about the highs and lows, but I would just be really conscious of who is reading your tweets, what your tweets could imply, and don't stab your own foot by talking about, oh, this is my worst month ever on OnlyFans because it's going to continue to go downhill because nobody's going to want to subscribe. Instead of posting that, put, hey, I've been building up my content. Um, I got some fresh new videos coming out this week. I'm going to post a full-length video on my page. I'm going to go live this week. Talk about the good things that you're bringing to your page to improve it. Don't talk about the bad things that may make people not want to subscribe. So the reason I'm talking about money today is because I was asked to talk about two really big days that I had on OnlyFans. And I'm going to talk about my $100,000 income days on OnlyFans. I've had two of them since being a creator, and they were amazing. Never in my life did I think that I would earn six figures in one year. And well, I guess I kind of thought I would, but I thought it would take a long time, like the entire 365 days. 
but I really never thought that I would make $100,000 in one day. Not only did I do it once, but I did it twice on the OnlyFans platform. So the first time that I hit $100,000, it was in August, August 15th of 2021. That day started out just like any other day. I wake up, I check my messages, and then I get on TikTok and I scroll through the For You page. I try to find a viral sound or a video idea, and then I tweak it to make it my own, and then I post it. And then after I post the TikTok videos, then I get on with my day. I eat breakfast, I get ready, I do morning chores, all of that good stuff. And on August 15th, I posted the video, and this was actually when I was on a little fishing trip in Minnesota, and I did not have very good phone service. So I posted, and then I went out fishing for the morning, and when I came back at lunch to eat, I checked my phone when I got on Wi-Fi, and my video had five million views. Hitting five million views in under five hours was amazing. And I immediately knew that once I checked my OnlyFans, I would see a direct correlation to the number of views on TikTok to the number of subscribers. And when I got on to OnlyFans, I was floored. I had already received probably about 3,000 brand new subscribers that day. And I kind of like had a little bit of a panic, a little bit of commotion and excitement. And I tried to contain myself because I was with friends that do not know I do OnlyFans, so I couldn't like scream from excitement, and I had to just keep it all inside, bury it deep down. Obviously, I went to Twitter, and I was like, oh my god, my video on TikTok, blah, 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 and then I went out and went fishing again, and by the time I came back for dinner to go to bed, the video had reached, I think, 15 million views, and the video that I posted on TikTok It was a brand new sound that was just starting to go viral. And I made a video that implied that I had sex in a tractor, but I made it kind of sneaky enough that I didn't think it would be deleted. And not only was it a catchy sound and a catchy um, video that caught a lot of attention, but it also implied that I did porn. And so when I go viral on TikTok, not all the time does it correlate to new subscribers. So you could get a video with 50,000 views. It's a cute little video, but you not you might not see very many new subscribers. And that's because that video doesn't really tell the viewers on TikTok that, hey, I do porn. You kind of have to, I don't know. It kind of has to be like a whole step in process. Um, even if you have a viral video, if it's not sexy enough or implies that you have an OnlyFans in some way, shape, or form, it's hard to get people from TikTok to Twitter to subscribing to OnlyFans because that's three steps. And even though uh, this video was going viral and stuff, if it had not specifically stated that I recorded a video in the tractor, if it would have just said I had sex in the tractor, you know, maybe it wouldn't have done as well. Maybe it wouldn't have brought me as many subscribers. But because I said I recorded it, it obviously clicked in a lot of the viewers' heads that, hey, she must have an OnlyFans. And then they went to my Twitter, and then they found my OnlyFans and subscribed. So I hope that makes sense. My first day of hitting $100,000 on OnlyFans was because of a viral TikTok. And hitting a um, $100,000 day was unbelievable. I felt like I blacked out, like it was a fever dream. I barely even remember it. 
But then the days and weeks afterwards, the hype and um, busyness still continued because I had gained 10,000 new subscribers on OnlyFans. I now had 10,000 new messages to answer on OnlyFans. And it was a little bit exhausting, but also just as thrilling um, every time I logged on, seeing my subscriber count increase and increase. And then months passed, and I continued to um, continue with my same old routine with promoting on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, and continued with all of that good stuff. And then on November 26th, I hit my second 100K day. And the story's pretty much the same. I woke up in the morning, I looked for some sounds, found one that was just taking off, made a TikTok video that implied that I had sex while I was hunting, and it exploded within one day to 20.6 million views. And obviously those views immediately correlated to, I think, 20,000 new Twitter followers, and then about 10,000 new OnlyFans subscribers. So hitting um, those big view numbers on TikTok are the exact reason that I was able to grow so fast in one single day. (sighs) Okay, I feel like I just kind of rambled a lot. And a lot of people want to know about the $100,000 days. And I will say that they don't really happen on accident because I am consistent on TikTok every day but they do kind of happen on accident because I can't force every single video to go viral. I can't really pick and choose which ones I want to go viral. It just kind of happens. And I think I've had probably uh, probably 10 videos break 10 million views. And I know that every time that happens, I have really big days on OnlyFans. And so usually my goal even though it's not really a goal that you can make up because you can't choose how many views you get on TikTok. But usually my goal every week is to get 5 million views on TikTok. And to accomplish this goal, I post a lot. Um, I have one TikTok account that I try to keep PG that I've kind of talked about before. It's kind of my vanilla TikTok. I just talk about my daily life and make pretty safe for work TikToks. And then I have six other TikTok accounts that I post risky TikToks. So they are what I call my burner accounts. So basically those TikToks are created solely to go viral. So I walk the line, I push the envelope, and some of those accounts get deleted, some of them get banned, videos get taken down. But every once in a while, one of those videos will break a million views, two million views, so on and so forth. So by running that many TikTok accounts, I am able to reach a large amount of people. And that's kind of what I do to reach my income. So when you have money goals, not only do you have to have a goal in mind, you need to have actions to achieve those goals. So my daily goals aren't just, hey, I want to make $10,000 today. That's not my daily goal. My daily goal is I want to wake up this morning and I want to check my OnlyFans messages, answer some of those. And then I wanna hop on TikTok and search the For You page and make, you know, probably, I usually make one to seven TikToks in the morning because I have so many accounts, I pick and choose what accounts I'm gonna post on and I'll post those first thing in the morning. And that's really step one to my daily goals is just 
putting in the effort and the consistency of posting on TikTok every single day, multiple times a day. And then my day continues on and I continue with my daily goals. My daily goals are posting on Instagram, posting on Twitter, continuing to record and take photos for my OnlyFans so that way the subscribers I do earn are enjoying my content and getting fresh new daily content. And so I know I get like a million messages like, what is the secret to success? And I've said it once, I'll say a bazillion trillion times, the secret to success is consistency. Um, You can't be taking several days off. You can't half-ass things. You need to put all of your effort every single day. I'm not saying every single day will be a great day and not every single day will you be motivated, but every single day you need to be disciplined. If this is your full-time job or you want it to be your full-time job, you have to treat it like your full-time job and you have to be willing to put in the effort. So um, some other things about the 100K days that I want to talk about. Um, One would be those messages. So like I said, when you receive um, a bunch of new subscribers in one day, it can become really overwhelming to answer all of those messages. Because not only are you having to answer OnlyFans messages, you now have like an increased need to be active on Twitter and Instagram to continue that traffic. You still have a need to continue posting on TikTok because once you go viral, your next couple videos will usually also go viral. It's like TikTok kind of keeps your momentum going. So if I have a 20 million view video on TikTok, the next day I want to make sure that I post something that will also likely go viral because it already has the momentum from the first video. And then answering those messages on top of all of that other pressure to, you know, build up content other places like social media, I'm now having to spend um, hours upon hours answering messages. And those $100,000 days are amazing, but I did have to sacrifice a lot of sleep. So on August 15th, I hit 100,000 followers. And then I think for the next nine days, I don't think I got more than five hours of sleep a night because every night when I laid down in bed, I was answering messages for hours. And it's great because you want to interact and I want to see what kind of people are subscribing to me. I get people from all around the world with crazy stories who also farm, but maybe in other countries. And so it's actually really fun and entertaining to interact with who found my page, but it can also be very time consuming and uh, it's work. (laughs) Um, It's not easy peasy lemon squeezy. And since I don't have an assistant who answers all of my messages for me, I answer them all personally. That is something that I have had to take on myself. Another thing that I didn't, well, no, I realized it, but another thing that comes with those $100,000 days, so on August 15th, when you gain, when I gained 10,000 brand new subscribers, I knew that on September 15th, I was going to lose 10,000 subscribers. Okay, maybe not quite, because some of those people have their rebill on, so they're not going to unsubscribe after one month, but that is always in the back of your mind. When I have a huge increase in subscriber count, my brain always goes to, well, okay, what do I have to do in the next month? So that way that subscriber count does not drop back off to where I was before. And it feels like I'm constantly in a rat race of um, 
trying to bring in new subscribers, but also keep the subscribers I have and keep them happy and entertained and giving them live videos and um, fresh content, collaborating with a bunch of people. You know, that's just part of the job is the <laughs> trying to do it all. And yeah, I don't really know what else to talk about when it comes to money. I know a lot of people wanna know how many pay-per-view videos I send out a day and it's totally random it's usually like one to two pay-per-view videos and each week I try to make one to three brand new videos um, to send out so um, increasing my income is something that 2022 has uh, put on my mind um, new year new start to that fiscal calendar and so in 2022, I have a lot of big goals, and to reach those big goals, I have a daily goal. And like I said, TikTok is the main part of that daily goal. I have seven TikTok accounts. And the next thing I wanna talk about is why I have seven TikTok accounts. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that this last week was kind of um, a little blimp in the road because I realized that a large creator was reporting my videos. One of her friends came to me in the DMs and said, hey, one of my friends is reporting your videos and um, anytime they go big, she gets jealous and she'll report it and then she tells people that she's reporting your videos. And so I contacted this girl and I was like, hey, I saw that you were reporting my videos. I just wanna know, is there anything that I did to upset you? I have never talked to this girl in my life or anything. I didn't even know who she was. And she immediately blocks me. And so that just kind of lets me know that if um, somebody is not going to respond and say, oh, no, I wasn't reporting your videos, it shows me that she was guilty. And it also made me realize probably a lot of people report my videos. And um, not only is it people who um, don't like that sort of content being on TikTok, also people who are jealous of my success. And people uh, kind of suck. And that's why I have seven TikTok accounts now. And they're what I call secret TikTok accounts. So I have one TikTok account that's Midwest Emma. Anyone can search my name and find it on TikTok. And then the six other TikTok accounts I have do not have my name in it. They do not have Midwest Emma or Emma. Nothing's in it to allow people to search for it. So all of these people who do not like me cannot find follow me and report me if that makes sense and it's been working really well for the past four days i've been running a bunch of tiktok accounts that are secret obviously my twitter bio is or my twitter link or whatever is in the bio so when people find these videos they can come follow my twitter but nowhere does it say i am midwest emma and some of these pages are like user one two eight nine seven blah 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 right so it's totally anonymous nobody can search me by typing it in on TikTok, and it's crazy. All of my videos are doing really well. I'm not getting reported. I'm not getting them taken down. And it kind of made me realize maybe a lot of people were reporting me, or maybe TikTok had my name kind of flagged. Maybe they, I have made so many Midwest Emma accounts, maybe TikTok started flagging that account. Whichever the case may be, creating these secret TikTok accounts has been really great for me and has allowed me to continue to go viral without getting my videos taken down within 12 hours. And so, yeah, 
I guess that's my biggest goal of 2022 is continuing my growth and reach and increasing my brand recognition on TikTok. And I think I probably already talked about this. Oh, I talked about it on Twitter. I talked about how I don't use Reddit. I don't recommend Reddit. All I've seen are bad things about Reddit recently. And I really don't know very many creators who are finding success on Reddit anymore. And so whenever somebody comes to me and they ask me, oh, what subreddits should I post in? Stuff like that. I just simply tell them, don't use Reddit. I don't recommend it. I think Reddit is... Um, really hard for sex creators to get into now. I think two years ago, it was a great place because it wasn't oversaturated and a lot of the Reddit users enjoyed that sort of content. But now most Reddit users do not like OnlyFans creators. They don't like the advertisements. They don't like, you know, the sales pitches on their subreddits. So for the most case, I don't think Reddit is a great place to primarily promote your OnlyFans. I think TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram are gonna be um, continuing to have some struggles for us, but I still think there, if there's a will, there's a way to break through those um, terms and services and those community guidelines to become successful. You might have to create several accounts, but um, that's just, kind of the resiliency of being a sex worker is realizing that you are probably going to be deleted. So I guess that's all I have to ramble about money today. Um, If you have any questions, ask them on Instagram because I always answer questions during the Ask Emma portion of my podcast. So one question that I got this week was, Do you shoot on an iPhone and what apps do you use to edit your photos? Your photos always look bomb. Um, Thank you. I try. Um, So since starting OnlyFans, I've only ever used iPhones to shoot my content. I started with an iPhone 10 and then I upgraded to the 12 and then now I have the 13 Pro. I love the 13 Pro because I love using the portrait mode. I love using the cinematic video mode. I just love it. It's my favorite iPhone to date. And then the apps that I use to edit my photos, I use Visco to add the G9 filter to add some warmth to my photos and kind of give my skin a nice little tan because it's January in the Midwest and your girl is looking pasty white and then the video editing software i use is splice it's kind of an expensive app i think it's like 3.99 a week but it's the only way that i can clip all of my sex scenes together so during my sex scenes it might start out as a blow job and then switch to like doggy instead of continuing to record the whole time obviously i stop and reposition during the sex scene so i can hold the camera at whatever angle i want and then I'm able to piece those different video clips from each sex scene into a one nice, beautiful video. And I can add my watermark on Splice as well. And I know some people don't know how to use Visco or Splice, but there are a ton of YouTube videos that show how to edit your photos so that way they still look natural and to enhance your photos, not completely change them. So I don't use Photoshop or anything like that. I just use Visco and splice so the next question that i got was did you start your free of at the same time you started your paid of 
And I know on one of my YouTube videos, I talk about the difference between paid and free um, OnlyFans pages. And I explain that I started with a paid OnlyFans. And then after six months, I created a free OnlyFans. And I loved the way I did it. If I would go back, I would do it exactly the same way. It was great because I built up some um, subscribers on my paid page. And then when I introduced my free page, all of the people who were hesitant to subscribe to my paid page went to my free page and then they would buy some of the videos that I've already made. So that's how my free page has earned me a lot of money. It's because it's free to subscribe and then they can purchase videos on that page. So if somebody wants to see my tractor sex tape but they don't really want to subscribe to my OnlyFans, they just want one single video, they can join my free OnlyFans and purchase one single video. And I think a lot of people who aren't super into OnlyFans like that because there's not a subscription and they might just be after one specific video. So yeah, that YouTube video explains more between all of those things. Um, the next question that I got was, what percent of your OF earnings come from referrals and is it worth it promoting that link? So OnlyFans referrals, I used to have that link on my YouTube, but YouTube has banned that. So I really only have my referral link on my Instagram and Twitter bios. And the crappy thing about that is by the time people usually find my referral link, they already have an OnlyFans created. So they can't add me to their referrals. So I really don't get that are very many new referral um, OnlyFans creators. I think less than 0.01% of my income is from referrals. Uh, I think in the last quarter, I had I made 1.5 million, and I think I made 20,000 from referral income. So yes, referral income is great, and I'm appreciative of all of the people who have um, joined through me and have got inspiration from me and listen to my podcast and follow me and support me. But um, kind of stinks that OnlyFans doesn't make it easier for um, you to do referral programs. But I guess that's just the name of the game. Another question I got is how did I get into hunting? So being from the Midwest, I think pretty much every kid gets a <laughs> little BB gun for their third birthday. I don't really know. My dad was super involved in um, trapping and pheasants forever my whole childhood. And so I've always been kind of raised around hunting, fishing, trapping. Um, I didn't really get into it until after high school. During high school, I was obviously doing cool girl stuff. <laughs> I didn't have time to go sit out in the cold at 4 a.m. to duck hunt. And I had no interest in um, shooting or harvesting a deer. I let my brothers do that. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into the outdoors and I definitely got more into the research and science and the community behind um, outdoors stuff. Another question I got was, what do your viral TikToks have in common? And is there an optimal posting time for TikTok? So pretty much all of my viral TikToks are posted between 6 and 9 a.m. 
I don't know why, but my morning TikToks usually do the best. And the other thing in common with all my TikToks, they are viral sounds and they are viral sounds that are just starting to get trending. So if I see some famous girl, I I can't even think of someone, but if I see some famous girl post a TikTok sound, like Addison Rae, I'll click on that sound and I'll look how old it is and then I'll notice, oh, all of these other famous people have been posting videos within the last 6, 11, 12 hours. I realize that that sound is about to take off or that trend is about to take off and I'll create a video. So I love to catch sounds within their first 12 to 24 hours because that's when I noticed I go more viral. Another question I got was, this one's kind of (laughs) interesting. Do you ever want to get pregnant? And if so, how would that affect your showbiz? Um, I guess for me personally, no judgment to anyone else. Um, I just don't find that content my cup of tea. So um, pregnancy content is something I would never be um, interested or open to doing. So I guess my showbiz would end if that ever happened. (laughs) But I have a really nice IUD and I take a pregnancy test like once a week. So I think I'm pretty Gucci on not ever getting prego. Um, The next question I got was, how do you separate your work and personal life from working on the Internet? So this is something that's I think I've probably talked about before, but separating your personal and work life is extremely hard when you own a small business. So it's not just for OnlyFans creators, but any creator who owns a small business, it's hard to separate um, me time versus work time because you don't clock in and out. You're basically always on the clock. At some point in your day, you're trying to sprinkle in a little bit of work and you're trying to also get a little relaxation. So it's really hard. One thing that's helped me is I have two cell phones. I have a work phone and I have a personal phone. And on my work phone, it's my OnlyFans phone. That's where I have my OnlyFans, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Snapchat, my Cash App, and my TikTok accounts, all on one phone. I have a sec, it's on my phone plan, it's on a separate line. So it has internet capabilities, but it's not hooked up to my personal phone for two reasons. One, so I can separate work and play. And I can put that phone down. If I'm going out to dinner with friends, I can just leave it at home so it's not even a distraction to me. And the second reason is so that way my contacts are never linked to my OnlyFans contacts. So on like TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, they always are trying to link your contacts. And I was sick and tired of living in fear that I would accidentally link my contacts and then all of my friends and family would see my Midwest Emma accounts that I just decided to create a or buy a second phone and just separate it all and keep it all on one phone so I don't have to worry about that anymore. So that's how I separate work and business. Another question I got is what do you like to drink? Um, In the morning I like to start with a glass of water and a white monster for my caffeine. I do not like coffee. And then I like to drink flavored waters or just regular water throughout the day, maybe some Diet Coke. And then my alcoholic drink of choice is Bush Light for beer. I like beer because I don't really get hungover. I can maintain a nice steady buzz and I really don't black out on the beer. I just maintain a nice buzz. But if I'm feeling fruity or I'm traveling someplace that does not have Bush Light, I'll drink um, like a mojito or a margarita or 
a mule. I don't know. I'm not really that picky, but I really don't drink that much liquor because liquor gives me a crazy hangover. And a lot of times if I'm doing shots and stuff, I'll black out and become messy. I don't really like being messy (laughs) or at least as I've gotten older, I don't really like being messy. So I like to stick to beer. (laughs) Okay. This is the last question, but it says, what is something that has surprised you the most about doing OnlyFans? So I could probably make like a list of a billion things that have surprised me about doing OnlyFans, but one thing that has especially shocked me and come to my attention more recently are like the OnlyFans pimps. So there's like a community of people who call themselves OnlyFans managers, but it's not like a regular OnlyFans manager. So most OnlyFans managers that are professional are like an agency-based and they work with top creators to help them coordinate um, photo shoots, business plans, all of that stuff. Those managers are great for the OnlyFans creators who want that sort of assistance. But what I'm talking about are the OnlyFans pimps. And I've recently seen it on YouTube. And it's like these guys who are like scheming and trapping these girls into con like contracts and are like, I don't even know how to describe it. They're like super salesy and they're like, they remind me of those super cringy fitness people who are like, yes, I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to better your life. We're in this as a team. I'm going to take you to the top 1%. I'm going to make your life better. Like those sort of like hippy dippy, like in your face salespeople. But on the background, they have no knowledge in the business. So they know the basics of OnlyFans and they know what they've learned from other YouTube videos, but they've never had an OnlyFans and everything they're doing is trial and error. And I've watched a couple YouTube videos of these OnlyFans pimps who are trying to trick these girls like, hey, if you join with me, I can double your income. And I don't know what percent of money they're taking from these girls or what cut they're having with these girls. But a lot of the advice they're giving these girls is awful. Like a lot of the advice they're giving just makes my skin crawl. I'm like, you are not going to have a successful creator if that's how you're managing them. You're basically treating their OnlyFans page like a giant experiment and just really, really cringy. So OnlyFan pimps is probably the most shocking thing I've seen on OnlyFans recently. It's something that's caught my eye recently. And if you're an OnlyFans girl out there and somebody reaches you like, hey, I'll help you get to the top or hey, pay me for promotion. Don't trust those scams. Okay, do your research. Don't get caught up in trying to earn money, but also end up getting ripped off. (laughs) That's just my two cents. Um, on those sort of things. And that's all I have today. I always have a bunch of questions. So maybe on my next um, podcast, I'll just do a giant Q&A and just answer a bunch of the questions that I get because it's hard to get to them all and it's hard to choose which ones. I just kind of choose the ones that pop up on the page first. So thank you guys so much. I hope your second week of January goes great. I hope you are staying motivated, sticking with your goals, creating new goals. And if you don't have seven TikTok accounts, go make them, bitch. (laughs) Have a good one.